Me and Wesley Snips Hanging out of Costa Me and Wesley Snips Fighting with a barista Wesley pokes his eyes out Snips off his dinkle And now he lives his life As a eunuch Yeah Wesley He's a He's He's a traditionalist Oh Wes And he wants to try and revive Um The forced Um He wants to revive eunuchs um, forced eunuchs in order to keep their shrill singing voices. Uh, that's his thing. They say the last eunuch died, I want to say at the end of the 1800s, but I don't know. He had a name. There was a documentary about him. Sad story, as is the way with, um, you know, people who have um, forcibly have their genitals removed as, as a child in order to preserve shrill singing voices. Um, there are recordings of him, so he actually didn't die the last... Eunuch. Uh, eunuch had his... Oh, yeah, eunuch. The last eunuch of China. When did he die? 1992! Oh, no, is that when the biography came out? Uh, the last eunuch. Come on. When... When... This is important stuff. Did the last eunuch die? 1912. Wow. Uh, the number of units... Oh. Oh, no, hold on. Oh, died in December 1996, the last imperial eunuch. What's going on? Have I spelt that wrong? Uh, yeah. Where was this in China? He died in the 90s. Fuck. Well, you know, snips, he wants to bring them back. He's got some wild ideas up his sleeves, and he's got the pincers to do it. And there ain't no stopping him, quite honestly, because once he gets an idea in his head, he's a driven lob. You know, he'll work tooth and nail. He'll be up. He'll be up in the morning drinking raw eggs, running up steps, punching shit. You know, doing the whole rocky routine, and then he's out, but out at noon, uh, snipping dicks. It's, uh, you know, it's not how I choose to live my life, but it's not for me to judge at the same time as well, guys. It's what day is it today? Wednesday. No concept of days of the week at the moment. Don't know why. We started as normal on a Monday. No excuse for it. I guess it could be the onset of early, uh, early-term dementia. I, I wouldn't put it past it. It could be something to do with the map pingers I done did in the noughties. Um, fun guy. I don't know. If, uh, talking to someone about the Volks the other day and how the best thing about the Volks is that it hasn't changed in twenty years, and the worst thing about the Volks is that it hasn't changed in twenty years. The, an interesting thing is that the the Volks is a club in Brighton on Brighton Seafront. Kind of where I grew up. Um, I mean, I grew up in the club in many ways. Uh, so for anyone who's not from Brighton. And they have the same security that they had when I went there when I was 15. I'm now 35. And you could get in very easily back in those days. A photocopied passport was considered indisputable ID uh, by the security of the Volks. God bless them. They're still there to this day. I don't know whether or not they've tightened that up. I suspect not. And you would take what you would do is you would get a, your mum's scanner. So you had scanners back in those days. They would take about an hour to scan a document, and then you'd have to try and make the printer work, which was, you know, that could take a week. You'd have to send it out to I don't know China to get the ink or somewhere, and it would literally be like carried back down the Silk Road or something on the back of a fucking mule. It was, and then it would be the wrong one. Oh, the banter. You scan your passport in, 
and then in Microsoft Paint, you'd change around some of the numbers to make it look like you was older. Yeah, and then you print it out, and then you would take that print out to the news agents, and you would have them photocopy it. So then it looked like a photocopy. You would say that to the vaults, and they would never dispute it. Uh, then we started uh, running, I guess you could call it, a counterfeiting operation, whereby we charged a few people to do it. Just a little tax, five or something. Might even have once charged the pricey sum of one bean, <laughs> one pinger to, change, to do it. And uh, we started doing it. We would also change people's names uh, to <laughs> include middle names like Pills. <laughs> I will change her name, but uh, uh, we changed a friend of ours' name to like Su uh, Hannah... Pills Smith. <laughs> she didn't notice and was using it for literally about six months, I think, until she lost it. And never once did she realise, nor did the bouncers realise that it said her middle name was Pills. <laughs> anyway, um, the deal was that if you didn't have your photocopy passport and were visibly underage, it's not that they wouldn't let you in. They'd just make you wait for half an hour in a sort of sin bin next to the door and then they'd let you in. Um, it's just a sort of, I guess, of a way to punish you not for being underage, but not for not concocting some lousy fake ID. I genuinely think if you'd have just drawn a picture of yourself that was halfway decent and written an age next to it, they'd have accepted that. They'd have held it up next to you and gone, yeah, it's all right, yeah, in you go, have a good time. It was wild, they were wild times, man, they were wild times. Maybe the man I am today, uh, which is a man who has no concept of what day of the week it is, ever, and can't, you know... I can remember intimate details about raves when I was wildly out of my mind on drugs. Yet, can I remember what I've got to do later? No. Bizarre. Can I remember, you know, what work I'm supposed to be doing? Can I remember what I had for breakfast? Can I remember my girlfriend's name? You know, can I remember my mother's telephone number that she's had for 20 years? Who knows? But that... But I do remember that time when Chris Natural dropped Space, Invade Space Invaders, J-Magic, and me and Sham uh, took our shirts off and gurned. Oh, that was the best time. That truly was the best time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, want a coffee and memes? Steady job, a couple extra potatoes, that's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh. I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy, and that's funny, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool, and it's interesting, and it's edgy, and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you, and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Threshold.fm, welcome to Coffee and Memes, uh, welcome to more foolish tales about my life, um, inter in intertwined uh, with the day's news, and also a side portion, which if anything is actually the main meal, but is served as a side because the waiting staff are fucking incompetent in this radio show, uh, of shoe throwers. You know, that's, that's the real meat and bones of the... If, if this radio show was a meal, the shoe throwers would be the, 
the ribeye steak, um, the um, the <sighs> stories of um, of my life would be the potatoes, and the news articles would be um, a badly made bearnaise, a badly made peppercorn sauce that it's all peppercorn and no sauce. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't want to eat that. I can't, I don't get, get the pep. Oh, fuck all there after you've got rid of all the peppercorns. There's too many of them and they're ridiculous. Well, there's barely no sauce underneath. Anyway, um, guys, wedding photo booth. There's actually some good bits today. The Metro's re- I mean, the Metro had really been lagging behind in terms of amusing news nuggets. But today has is, is come out with quite a few. Um, more than 2,800,000 quids worth of weed found hidden in fresh vegetables. Um, that's in Ireland. So that's a bit of fun. Um, a baby born in space could be a real life Superman. Um, that's a big, long... Oh, I'm not reading that. It's a fucking essay written by someone irrelevant. Uh, Ryanair passengers brawl on shuttle bus after drunken fight on plane escalates. Uh, so there is footage of the fight, and I will be breaking it down uh, move by move. So that'll be a bit of fun. Um, winners of search for UK's messiest bedroom announced. Um, now, are the mentally ill allowed to... To enter, because surely they would win. But then, is that a good thing to be giving prizes for? To be celebrating? Um, or is it more something aimed at naughty teenagers and people that just haven't quite got their shit together? I mean, what would Jordan Peterson say about all of this? Uh, he would he'd be beside himself. He'd, he'd have to go back to rehab. It would be... Uh, oh, oh, God, dear. I mean, you look... Let me get these up on the, uh, up on the screen. Okay. Um. Yep. Sam's room. Uh, here, stepladder in there. Okay. So, sorry for anyone uh, listening on the podcast. You're. I mean, it's probably better for you not to see it, as you know, it's somewhat upsetting. I a friend of mine who I used to live with. He would sleep. He had a double bed, but on the other side of the bed would just be a pile, like a pile. I would say maybe four times the size of him, of dirty clothes just piled up on the bed next to him that he would sleep next to, as if it was some sort of, you know, dormant, hibernating lover. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the dirty plants contained within it, within it had started to spawn like a significant life form in there that he probably could ended up could have ended up fucking if we'd lived there for longer. I moved out there, and it had turned out that it was only me that was doing any sort of cleaning, and he had started then throwing the rubbish from the kitchen rather than taking it downstairs to the bin just throwing it out of the window the kitchen window onto a flat roof and anyway then the rats came significant big rats and they would they'd bother him in a, in his room again and he'd have to shoo him away while he was asleep. i mean that is like living in medieval times isn't it when you just are trying to come to terms with the fact you now live with large rats they're now your bed mate i mean they were probably in the bed under the pile of clothes just a family of rats just going about their ratty business you know i wouldn't be surprised if one of the elder rats was raising a small group of of sort of turtles i guess would be a good way of describing them. ninja turtles maybe one could even say um 
Anyway, look, these bedrooms. This is Sam's room. It features a ladder so that you can climb above everything on the floor. Oh, that's quite useful, actually. Um, Sophie here, that's not that bad. That's a child's room, so I don't think you can really count that. Uh, these are quite messy, but yeah, no, they're, they're nothing in compared to the bedrooms of the significantly mentally ill. You, What you really are looking for are things like bottles and bottles and bottles and bottles and bottles of piss. Uh, that's a good start. Huge mountains of ashtrays, just absolutely honking great things. Uh, stuff that's been burnt and then just sort of left there. That, I mean, yeah, you, you, you really, you really... You, you you couldn't these these don't even come close to someone with like significant schizophrenia, um, so I mean I don't know whether or not there's what the sort of adjudicating body for this competition is whether or not it's just the metro it's this isn't even this is the winner the winner is I mean that just looks like any bedroom like I would think my bedroom at home is probably worse than that no nah, it's not it's actually quite clean but that just looks like any normal student room why. What? This is pathetic. I'm sorry to have darkened your door with this, guys. Um, what else have we got? Missing millionaire's body found entombed in concrete in her own fridge. Right, that looks like a bit of a bit of a riot. Uh, student crashes on way home from Halloween party. Medics think she's dead. She is, in fact, in a Halloween outfit. So, um, got one over on those stupid ambulance lot. Woman, 67, gives birth as parents claim their oldest couple to conceive naturally gosh she looks tired man she looks like she was probably tired out enough from the shagging that caused the conception the birth Poof. dang two parents in china claim they're the world's oldest couple to conceive naturally after the mum gave birth at the age of 67 the woman identified as tian delivered the healthy baby girl by c-section on friday um her husband, Huang, 68, said, The child was uh, bestowed on us two, um, on the two of us, by heaven. Okay, uh, Tian told the Jinan Times that she only discovered she was pregnant when she went to the hospital for a health check. Turned in the newspaper. Didn't want it, initially. Wasn't interested. You know, it wasn't something I'd planned for. It's 67. The hospital said it could not confirm that Tian had conceived naturally as she was already pregnant when it took her as a patient. Right. Well, seemed like an odd, I mean, it would seem like an odd thing to do. Uh, um, horrified, a couple horrified to discover human tooth in the Chinese takeaway. Oh, God. Um, the Global Times reported that the new baby girl was called Tianxi, meaning gift from heaven. Cute. Um, look, they've even packaged it up like a gift. That's a bit fun, isn't it? Uh, the Jian Times said Tian already had two children, including a son born in 1977, two years before China imposed a one-child policy uh, to control its burgeoning population. Uh, reports of the birth drew criticism on China's Twitter-like Weibo platform. The parents are too selfish, one commenter wrote. Uh, at their advanced age, they have no ability to care for a child, and the pressure will be on the older siblings. Poor child! He's going to start taking care of his elderly parents by the time he's 20, right another. Well, you're assuming that the parents are going to live to 87. I mean, people do live a long time in China. I don't know. What's the secret? Communism? Is that it? Is that the secret to a long and healthy life? Maybe it is. Well, if Corbyn gets in in December, we'll soon enough find out. Um, others wondered if Tian and Huang 
would be penalised for having more than the current allowance of two children. They still have a one-child policy in China. I thought they had... I thought they... I thought that they got rid of that. Oh, I don't know, do I? Um, there they are. Look, he's he's pretty pretty pleased. Yeah. What about the accidents? You know. Um, wow. Student wears Maddie is in my freezer on t-shirt a bar crawl. Um, that's presumably enough to destroy a young man's life. Uh, guys, what have we got in terms of shoe throws? Oh, fucking hell. Good bit today, right? Yeah. This new um, HLZ. Uh, EP, it's called Eternal, it's on Metalheads, and yikes, there is some freaking oh, goodness, um, where are we, it's called Eternal, uh, this is great. Jimmy Diggity Diggity Danger in the chat. Yes, yes. 
Hey Jimmy. Jimmy, Tobias sent me a load of your new stuff re- uh, recently by email, but I've woefully neglected it. But your appearance today has reminded me to get into it, to really get stuck into your bits. See whether or not I'm feeling your bits. Damn right, it's a lobster dance on Holy Minds. and Chode have got their own little private thing going on in, in, in the chat, don't quite know, maybe they both want to take a little trip to Ban Island together, where they can discuss can discuss whatever it is they're discussing by themselves, away from prying eyes a little trip to Ban Island I haven't had a good banning in ages, in a few weeks ban Jimmy Danger just for fun <laughs> bet the cat amongst the pigeons Christ, Chode, right? What the hell's going on there? Okay, let's, that was uh, HLZ. Uh, track is called Eternal. That's fucking beauty of a tune, mate. Fucking beauty of a tune, mate. Um, Chode, what's going on here with this video then? Um, it's from what I... Can I get it up in the... in in the uh, On the screen capture? Oh, now we're, we're in Coffee and Memes Inception. Uh, can I make that the Discord? Yeah. Okay. Um, it is a video of it looks like a couple of fellows attacking a car with bats. It's a mini Cooper of some kind, maybe. Bosh. Holy shit! Oh God! You watch my fucking car. Wow. So what's this from? What's What the fuck? That's just oh that's just where you live, is it? Oh my god. 
Oh fuck, I missed that. Oh my, oh my. What the fuck? Okay, so then the cars cut. Okay, so. Oh my god! No oh. fucking way. What the oh my, fuck? oh my god. Wow, okay, so to anyone just listening, what is going on there is this is filmed from, I presume, the living room of a Scottish dwelling. And outside is a nighttime scene in a sort of a rainy street, and two men are attacking a Mini Cooper with baseball bats. Uh, the Mini uh, tries to run one of them over, um, and then the Mini drives off. The Mini then turns round and drives very fast towards them, but hits a car. And a lot of smoke comes out, and the man f driving the mini flees the scene. Um, can uh, so <laughs> wow, that's that's quite quite spectacular. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. Um, can you give us a rundown of the what's going on there? Whose whose house is that? Uh, Stin, that's what your living room. Wow, that is um. If you, yeah, if you, film, if you film this, you're going to hell for filming in portrait. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Um, uh, yeah, great stuff. That that is a lot. Uh, clearly, a lot of fun. Right, what have we got? Um, bride to be, fleeced fiance, and his thirty mates out of eleven grand sta uh, stag do. Wow. Um, yeah, be careful, uh, young kings. Uh, Rachel Doran had secretly been spending the money on herself and online gambling sites. And now the thing that initially uh, drew me to this is this picture here um, of the uh, young lady. Um, and I'm wondering whether or not the amount of makeup that she's wearing could be considered blackface. Um, is that... Now, just feel... Just if you look at the difference in tone between the face there and then the lower legs. I don't know. <laughs> is she blacking up? I don't know. Um, a lying bride-to-be who fleeced her fiancé and his closest 30 pals uh, by stealing their Ibiza stag party cash has avoided jail. Uh, stunned, Chris Mahone only realised deceitful and callous Rachel had ripped them off as they got ready for takeoff. The unsuspecting stag party discovered their flight tickets from Leeds to Bradford. Leeds Bradford Airport were all fake. Wow. With rising panic, uh, the stags called ahead to the Ibiza Rocks Hotel on the party island found that no booking had been made. Nuclear process worker, Chris, 29, realised with horror uh, that while they had been planning their wedding, his fiance had secretly been spending the 11 grand stag do on herself. That's a lot of... That's an expensive stag do, man. Jesus. Thir 30 of you all going to beef her. Fucking hell. Well, or not, as the case may be. Um, when he rang from the airport to ask her what had happened, what had happened to the cash, uh, Doran told him that she was pregnant. Right, wow. But her internet history later revealed that she searched the words fake ultrasound picture maker. <laughs> oh my God, she is next level dense. Why not just get a real ultrasound picture? You can't identify whose baby it is off the fucking picture. <laughs> that, that fetus doesn't look anything like me. If you've been with. <laughs> oh no Doran, 32, fled the home uh, they shared in Cumbria when Chris told her the wedding was off and he never wanted to see her again uh, Doran avoided prison because uh, she's a girl and girls don't go to prison 
Uh, Doran avoided prison in Carlisle Crown Court on Tuesday after she admitted stealing from the stag party and forging Jet2, uh, Jet2.com flight documents. Wow. I mean, you know, he without sin, I, I've, you know, I forged a photocopy passport in my time and for cash. Um, is there a statue? Do we have statute of limitations in, uh, in the UK? Listen, cops. Yeah, if you can find any of those photocopied passports, I'll do the time. Yeah. Well, I've done the crime. I'll do the time. Um, the court was told that Doran and Mr. Mahone were chartered friends when they met at school, later starting a relationship. Their wedding date was set for December 2017, and oh, this is a while ago, and the groom had planned a three-day stag party for September. Doran was made the treasurer uh, for the stag do and helped organise it along with two of Mr. Mahone's best friends. She collected 360 quid from each of the stags and was supposed to bank it to pay their flights and hotels. Instead, she frittered it away on herself and online gambling sites. Um, yeah, still definitely worth paying attention to the uh, dis- difference in colour between the face and the rest of her. Uh, Gerard Rogerson, prosecuting, told the court the stag party met uh, at Cleeton Moore Celtic Football Club on the 7th. They first realised something was wrong when the bus failed to turn up to take them to the airport. They persuaded the bus company they had been, they'd made a mistake and the driver came out to take them to Leeds. Mr. Rogerson said a member of the group had had got there before the bus and said that there was a problem. His document had not been recognised and this cast doubt on the entire booking arrangement. Uh, He rang the Ibiza Rocks Hotel and discovered that no booking had been made. Wow. God, imagine that. 30 of you as well all gathered there. And suddenly you see the tapestry of lies start to unravel. Oh my God. I mean, that's got to be the most memorable stag do. I mean, that's certainly more memorable than actually going to Ibiza. God damn. Yeah, she's not as orange now, is she? Not as orange leaving court. She asked him later, told him she was pregnant. Right, yeah. That's a good deflection. I like it. Later in the day, uh, Miss Doran phoned him wanting to talk, and he told us to leave him alone uh, as he wanted nothing to do with her. She texted him and told him she was pregnant. Um. A victim impact statement from Mr. Mahone said, I felt so let down. I trusted her and was getting ready to settle down and spend the rest of my life with her. And I didn't even get a good fucking beef her, neither. Uh, I loved her at the time. I've been able to move on because I can't trust anyone else in the way I trust her. Yeah, that would fuck you up, man. Like, what's she grinning for, eh? Yeah, it's probably bought that jacket. Probably bought all that orange face paint with it. You wild woman. Um... Given a 15-month sentence, suspended for two years. Don't rip off any other stag dudes or you're going in the nick. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Seems reasonable. Um, right, look, let's get another another bit on the go. I'm just... I, you know what? Then I'm going to play this other bit off the same EP, HLZ Eternal EP. It's called Hidden Memory. Uh, I think this is... Yeah. Oh, choice. Choice!
big fan of this. This is Hidden Memory by HLZ. You can call him Hulz. Um, mum blasts, mum blasts, school photographer charging to airbrush photos of pupils aged eight. Yeah, well, maybe if the eight-year-olds weren't so fucking ugly, he wouldn't have to, yeah? Make his job a lot easier. Sam Walker hit out at the school photo price list, which offered options to remove blemishes and whiten teeth. Yeah, Again, if these kids didn't have such blackened, rotten teeth from drinking Monster Energy drinks all day and eating, God, God only knows, some kind of chewing hubba-bubba chewing gum, yeah, all day, they're blackened little pegs that wouldn't need whitening in post. Yeah, maybe. Um, Looking back through old school photos can be hilarious and embarrassing in each equal measures as we all go through the awkward stages uh, which are part and parcel of growing up. Uh, all that could be about to change, all that could be about to change after one furious mum hit out a school photographer who offered two more expensive retouching options for our eight-year-old's photo day. Um, yep, yeah, pr- basic retouching just to remove the blemishes, uh, to remove the 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 hideous pox and boils that plague the children's faces um, from eating exclusively hyper-processed, high-fructose corn syrup-based dishes, uh, or premium retouching. Uh, that's where you get the blemishes removed, uh, whitened teeth, and even skin tone, which, again, is very useful for covering up the dreadful psoriasis and other skin afflictions that plague the faces of the deeply unhealthy children that live on, you know, monster energy drink sandwiches, a beige, just general beige food, caramac pie, and um, just McDonald's pudding. That's where you get a lot of Big Macs and you just cover them in cream and put it in the fridge, stuff like that. It's just sort of cream-soaked Big Mac. That's what kids eat, eat now, don't they? Um... The mum of two, who moved to the United States from the UK earlier this year, said in her tweet, the girls uh, have their school photo today, and there is an option to airbrush the picture. Um, be nice if the Photoshop could also sort of make them have gigantic asses, as is uh, very uh, common and these days. Everyone likes a big ass. Would you like your eight-year-old to have a gigantic ass? Because we can put one in and post. There are two levels offered. What the? Have complained. Great. What eight-year-old needs to be paranoid about an uneven skin tone? Um, don't tell the eight-year-old that their face is going to be airbrushed. Tell the eight-year-old they look cute and stick it on the mantelpiece and shut up. Uh, the post sparked a huge reaction from fellow parents, gaining 2,700 retweets and more than 1,100 likes. Well done, you're Twitter famous. One said, 
That is genuinely shocking. I mean, seriously. With the mental health crisis kids are facing, they don't need this kind of message. I wonder um, how much of that was done when we were kids. They just didn't mention it. You know? Like, do a lot of soft focusy stuff, you know? To, to try and, you know, smooth over the cracks of puberty. Uh, I love the fact my kids' school pictures are genuinely awful. But then again, my kids are really fucking ugly. So what are you going to do? Isn't that the whole point? Kinda, yeah. It is. It is better if you if you like to have your kids look like absolute <laughs> dribbling idiots, you know, for for the banter later on in life. You're like, twenty years time, yeah, we are going to have some fun with this. Second row, absolutely horrific. Is a school condoning this by using the company? Oh yeah, disavow them. Disavow. Disavow the school. Disavow education. Disavow schools in general. You know. Yep, I mean, any school, by even calling themselves a school, must be actively endorsing the airbrushing of kids' faces now. So if you, basically, if you send your kids to school, you're a Nazi. I think, I, think that's, I think that's what we're getting at. Another hinted that their own child's photo had been edited without their permission. Saying we got my daughter's school photo back when she was six. She'd been airbrushed. She looked like she had makeup on. Um, another stuck up for the photographer, arguing, I had severe acne in middle school. I begged my mum to do retouch every year, and she finally gave in. Uh, that was my favourite school picture. Uh, so no, it's not needed for an eight-year-old, but keep in mind that this company takes pictures of older kids too. Might be needed for an eight-year-old. You know, if the kid's just like, maybe there'll be some way of sort of smoothing the face out and make, just making it look just in some way palatable. You know, it's just so... So that if you have the picture on the mantelpiece, when people see it, they don't immediately vomit, you know, because that you start vomiting into the fireplace. You put out the fire that you've just made, and you know if you've got that there every day, you're walking past this picture every day and vomiting everywhere. It's no way to live, you know. So if a little bit of airbrushing, a little bit of tweaking here and there means a vomit-free lifestyle, you know, from obviously, you know, if the kid's there living in the same house as you, and you have to see it, you know. But, you know, if it's out, if, it, if you've sent it off to boarding school or whatever, just to have a break, you know, from all the, from all, from the sort of vomitorium that your house has become, you know, you would want the picture on the mantel place to not perpetuate that cycle of vom. It's just a thought, you know. But again, you know, who am I? Just an idiot on a low-key radio station. Talking shite. Uh, more than 2,000... No, more than 2 million, 800 grand uh, of weed found hidden in fresh vegetables. Uh, two British men have been arrested after 2.8 million of the cannabis uh, was seized in a batch of fresh veg in Ireland. The Republic of Ireland's Garda National Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau uh, said its officers uncovered the hall while they intercepted a truck in Bally, uh, Mascalon, a village near Bundalk, uh, about three miles from the border with Northern Ireland. The stash, found Tuesday, is worth an estimated 2.8 mil. Two men, aged 57 and 42, uh, from Britain and Northern Ireland, have been arrested on suspicion of drug trafficking and are being held at the cop shop. A uh, spokesperson said this is a very significant seizure of drugs. Uh, it's yet another success arising from ongoing cooperation between the Garda, National Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau and the UK National Crime Agency as we jointly protect our communities from the herb. You only need to smoke the ganja once, and then you become a rapist. That's how it works, I'm afraid. Um, a priest told me. All right, well, if a priest told you, it must be true. The authorities operate the cross-border, cross-border 
joint agency task force run by Kapolsky, the renegade cop, uh, aimed at targeting organized crime taking place across the border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. They added that the investigations are ongoing. The investigation. Um, so, you know, bit of fun, isn't it, man? Right, let's have one more slice of shoe thrower pudding. Um, if you feed your children now but shoe throwers, uh, maybe they will look better in school photos and you won't need them retouched. So, you know, man, just saying. Uh, Loco, Scantia, Baseline Secret, uh, Scantia Remix. Uh, it's on program, I believe. Coming up at 11, your friend of mine, Power Jam. Some good news. Good. Well, it looks like I found another bug in the app. Seems that whoever's listening in Lincolnshire, it's uh, opened up, I believe, 75 instances of the stream all running at once. 80! Wow. How, how far can we go? Ninety-seven. A hundred. Baseline secret. 
Well, that's some good old fucking foghorn from program. Scantier on the foghorn. Made it at the top of the lighthouse. Keep the boat safe. Lovely, lovely romantic foghorn. Bad attitude cow called Belvia viciously attacked owner and left him in intensive care. Sweet baby Jesus. That cow got a bad attitude. Um, a psychotic cow called Belvia um, left owner in intensive care after smashing his ribs, puncturing his lung and destroying his spleen. Fuck, went for the spleen, man. That's rough. Uh, Greg Nolan. Uh, from Alvin in Texas, said his brown and white pet started acting violently after giving birth to a calf last month. That cow's got a bad attitude. You can't go around, you know, chucking, putting your owner in intensive care. Um, uh, recalling her worst attack so far, the farmer added, uh, when she got me down, she broke all my ribs on this side of my body except for one. She basically punctured my rib, ribs, punctured my lungs and destroyed my spleen. Greg added, she turned into a lot meaner and crazy animal. She got a real bad attitude. Ouchie. Eat that cow. Show that cow who's bossed. During the first violent incident, Belvier cornered Greg and headbutted him, uh, then stepped things up a gear with the subsequent attack which put Greg in the hospital. He was only saved by his lodger, Sabrina, who stopped the attack by slapping Belvier in the head. Wow. Um, uh, Greg told KTRK, uh, he could have been killed by Belvia and Sabrina, had Sabrina not been there to help. But despite Belvia's appalling attitude, there's no risk of her being turned into steak and hamburgers anytime soon. Shame. I'd like to eat that bad attitude cow. I'd like to, I'd like to gobble down the delicious beef chops. Uh, Greg says he will continue to care for her, explaining, She's a registered Bradford and I've invested a good amount of money in her uh, to buy her from my granddaughter. And registered animals are of a higher quality. Belvia is now set to be used to breed more calves who will be displayed at stock shows. And her owner hopes her bad behaviour will serve as a reminder to others to beware of an angry cow. Um, as, uh, Ethel, uh, in the comments, says cows with calves are notoriously dangerous. So in fact, uh, so in fact are many animals with their young. Eat them. Eat them before they eat you. Uh, that's, uh, that's what I say. Um... Lib Dem MP Heidi Allen stands down, saying she's exhausted by the nastiness. This um, election uh, that we've got coming coming up, um, who's up for it? Nobody. I mean, really, what's what's the deal? What's the point? Why are we having one? Is this is, is this Boris's idea that is some idea that he's going to be able to strengthen the Conservative majority in order to make whatever ropey Brexit deal he's got go through? I mean, so you think so many because so because so many of the Labour voters voted Leave that they're not going to vote for Corbs because even though Corbs is a Leaver, nobody won't. But no one knows what he's fucking up to. It's too confusing. So what they're going to move Conservative or are they going to vote Brexit Party? Is he relying on some sort of unholy marriage between the Conservatives and the bre- Breakfast Party, the Brexit Party? Jesus, it's going to be a real hoot, man. But but what I... I mean, I was talking to Peter about this last night. Uh, we did a probably fine radio show, which will go up today um, on the app. Um, 
well, A, the, the, what's great about a general election is that it really brings the country together, you know, and that we can all sit around and discuss the fact, you know, discuss our different opinions and respect each other's opinions and be thankful that, you know, we're allowed to all express different opinions. And that that's really great, you know. <laughs> and it really it brings families together, really strengthens relationships, friendships and everything. It's, and it's a Christmas election. Oh, what a gift, yeah? As if... You know, the gods of politics couldn't are not giving us enough already. You know, they've given us this beautiful prize jewel in the government crown. A Christmas election. Wow. Brilliant. That will certainly the 2019 Christmas, Christmas table is just going to be smiles and laughter and joy. And it's, it's going to be great. It's really good. And it's going to be great for Brexit as, as well. Slap bang before trying to get Brexit done. Let's all campaign for an election. Fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, is there a party that... Are there any parties that, if elected, would just shut down government completely? Just go, right, fuck this. We're going it alone. Well, you know, we'll keep the police force and the national health. And the f we'll keep the services going. That's it. And the other government, anything else? Like, well, you know, we'll, we'll yeah, you know, seems simple, isn't it? When you're pissed and talking about it in the pub, but it probably is quite complicated. You know, there's probably is quite a lot that you do need some sort of state to uh, to deal with, but <sighs> palaver, right? Eh? And but you know, on on the plus side, what a great bunch of politicians to choose from. You know, in every party. I mean, it's just wall-to-wall -wall heroes. I mean, who would... I mean, I don't know who I would pick because they're all so great. I mean, oh, well, I mean, you know, Boris is obviously very committed. I mean, Corbyn is... he He's obviously an honest stand-up guy. I mean, wow, and the Lib Dems, who have they got? I don't even know, but I know that they're all fantastic. And the breakfast, breakfast party, the fucking Brexit party, I mean, they're all stand-up guys and gals, right? Just, we've just got the most wonderful, uh, just really just honest, decent bunch in government now that are really selfless. They're not doing it for their own interests or political grandstanding or whatever twisted version of social justice they're trying to carry out. They're just doing it for the people, man. That's what I love so much about, about our government. Fucking hell, man. Well, uh, maybe we'll, we'll have to get Swingometer back, you know, to see... You know, because who knows what, I mean, I don't think I'll be taking a position, probably because I don't have one, um, other than, uh, uh, no, no. Is that worse than having a, a different uh, position on on another side? I don't know. Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll bloody see. Uh, guys, end of the show, yeah. Jen, coming up at 11. For a couple of hours of good news, not this old bollocks. So that's nice. Um, don't know who uh, Jen will be voting for. My advice would be not to mention it. Um, my advice to everyone would be not to mention it, just to focus on what is in front of you. Um, it's a private ballot for a reason. <laughs> um, and just, you know, just, uh, I don't know, go and plant a tree. Go and clean up a beach. You know, go and help an old woman across the road. Go and volunteer somewhere. Start a business that makes clothing out of recycled plastic bottles. Uh, do something. Make an Etsy store out of stuff you found in your anus. I don't know. 
Don't waste your time arguing with people on the internet about politics. Just don't bother, is my advice. Stressful. No, no one concedes. No, it's a waste of everybody's time. Makes you annoyed. Don't try and teach a pig to sing. You will only waste your time and upset the pig. You know? Just do not cast pearls before swine. Yeah? Just tidy your fucking room up, sort your act out, and ascend the dominance hierarchy. Uh, guys, thank you to everyone who is supporting on Patreon, you wonderful folks. Uh, without you, I'd be nothing. Uh, in many ways. Uh, so, the VIP list has follows Greg Cornford, Oliver Hooper, Tom Ryan, Reese Moss and Squidgy Beats, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R, Michael Kaziski, Matty Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patson, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Jerome Van Thunderbuck, Mike Pyle, Lily Ansar, Richard French, Thomas Hall, Joe Ryder, John Finnison, BDR Crew, Peter Blatchford, Austin Grief, Cooper, Gandhi Lightfield, James Parry, Handed by Tender, Lady Squiffington, Liam the Manus Underwood, Dan Fucking Morris, a guy with no STDs, Ames MC, Josh Rins, Rob Humphrey, Shibby T, Coco Shiva, Dan Ashman, Tyron Wilmore, Mr. Pope, Dark Progressive Sergeant, Sachi Superior, Tron Bates, Chris Bates, The Bill, Chris Abathelson, Odin Bates, Lee Fuller D, Janet Jemmy, Francis, Matt Wright, Grant Sullivan, Tom Robinson, Dan Smasher, Connor Smith, Kevin Kaiser, Chris Shaw. <gasps> Cosmic Waff, Meat Loaf, Nick Brock, Sean Simpson, Robin Card, Hugh Downer, Sarah Hunch, The Hitchmuffs, L Tech, Will A, Ben Vogo, Dan Tweed, Lupe Salazar, Big Wodge, My Hill, Mighty Danny, Nick Fleming, Carl Lewis, Gordon and Les, Carl Williams, Dom Skipper, Unfortunately, George DC, Anthony Love Sharp, Claudio, Love Schmear, Benage, Dren Roche, Timmy, Flat Earth Society, Membership Number 98347, John Forster, Anderson, PSN, God MC Hammer, Daddy, Your Mum, Leonardo Gervais, and Big A. Guys, Jen is coming up now with the positive energy, the positive vibes, with just good, good stuff. Decent tunes, decent fucking news, getting the job done. Get in the Discord for the chit chat. Tune in on threshold.fm and we'll have a gay old time. Uh, guys, I love you. I'll see you tomorrow morning and go with God because Christ knows somebody's got to. Oh, we're doing that. Get that thing again, are we? Okay, fine. Bye.